0: What is up? Hope y'all are having an excellent day out there, living your best life, making great choices, being decent human beings. This week, I want to talk about some of the difficulties that can arise from mixing different cultural identities, different ethnicities, and just societal groups together, Uh, how the waters can get kind of muddy sometimes, and yeah, let's just go from there. So the text that I'm using primarily today as a reference text and kind of like background information, if you will, on this concept, it's called Borderlands by Gloria Anzaldua. Pretty good. Um, It's like a critical race theory type of textbook, um, but it reads very much so like, it reads like a novel, honestly, or like a autobiography, I guess, if you will. So, it was published in 1987, and she goes over a lot of the struggles when they're living basically between two lands, so hence the name Borderlands. Um, She's primarily writing from the perspective of a Chicana author um, at the U.S.-Mexico border, plus mixing in their um, Native American cultural identities and how it's just, you can feel very torn from in between all those different culture splices, essentially. And so if she was talking about a lot of this sort of thing that I'm going to mention today with this blending of cultural identities. But she also mentioned a Mexican philosopher. Um, his name was Jose Vasconcelos. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, with like the Aryan theory... And they believed that a pu- they were looking for a pure race, right? And that was like if it was like completely pure, then that was somehow superior. This is essentially Vasconcelos's theory was the complete opposite. So he was envisioning an additional race at that time. It was six races where it embraces all the major races of the world and taking all of those different mixtures of genes and racial pools it would establish a superior genetic combination which would then inherently bring out the complete and total consciousness of the borderlands so um super interesting idea you guys should definitely check it out but um goes on to kind of talk more about some of the disconnect and the strife that can be caused by These clashes of voices, as she says. Um, She said it creates an ambivalence, um, this internal strife resulting from insecurity and indecision the mestizas dual personality is plagued by psychic restlessness so mestiza was an aztec word for torn between ways um anzaldua kind of described it as a product of the transfer of cultural and spiritual values of one group to another and they were always facing the dilemma of being that quote unquote mixed breed and so again we're talking Anzaldua's case specifically she's talking about U.S. and Mexican borders where you're right there kind of in the heart of it Um, and so you have those two cultures clashing but then we always forget about the Native American culture that's right down there as well so you have that third voice or cultural identity also clashing with these as well and so so yeah, she talked a lot about cultural collision. as kind of like her terminology that she uses. Um, but it's really, really interesting because, I mean, you know me. A lot of this stuff, I'm like, all right, anyone can raise an issue. Anyone can acknowledge that there's an issue in our society. But like, you know, what's the solution? Where do we go from here? What's the future going to look like? And so she does talk a little bit about that. And she said that the future will absolutely belong to the Mestiza Um, The work of their consciousness is to break down the subject-object duality that keeps her, quote-unquote, her, you know, a prisoner and to show in the flesh how duality is transcended. She said that the answer to the problem between the white race and the colored, between males and females, it all lies in healing the split that originates in the very foundation of our lives, our culture, our languages, and our thoughts. Unquote. So super interesting stuff. I highly recommend it. If you guys want to check it out, give the book a read. Um, Yes, super awesome book. So yeah, what kind of stemmed off this whole episode as well, as per the usual, you know, something happens and then it triggers me and then I go down a whole rabbit hole. I was having to write this essay, very, very, very long essay short on race versus ethnicity and i was like writing and writing and i was on this tangent and i was like oh heck yeah this is going great this is just what i want this is flowing and then i kind of realized like damn differentiating between the two is kind of part of the problem which i'll go into in a second and then i realized because you know per the usual with me i'm like i'm just gonna fix it myself so I was trying to think, like think of the solution and like look at the future state of things for the next generations. And then I was like, damn, I don't know at all. Like I just found, discovered, and buried myself in this insane hole of an issue. And like I don't know how to fix it. So here I am, mid essay and of course, you know, it's due in like a day. And I'm like, oh no, I just lost and burned my entire thesis. Like, I have no idea. Basically, it kept boiling over and boiling over and boiling over. And then I was talking to my friend, and I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is not what this essay is supposed to be about. Like, also, I don't have the time to be trying to fix this societal issue that I just created myself in my essay. And my friend was like, dude, why are you viewing it as a problem? Like, that's your first issue. This is not a problem that needs a solution, because that itself, trying to solve it and trying to you know, compartmentalize it into this clear-cut issue and then a clear-cut solution, like, that's part of the problem itself. And she's like, you just need to, It is what it is. It's a very fluid thing. You gotta let it be. And you need, to, like, she's like, maybe you need to go outside for a little bit. Like, it sounds like you haven't seen the sun in a few days. And I was like, oh, you're not wrong. So, yeah. So, that's kind of, just have that in the back of your mind. That's kind of the direction that this episode is going down. Um, so, before i really dive into race versus ethnicity versus nationality um i do think it is important to really kind of understand the current textbook definitions of each so that way we kind of are all on the same page and i say current because as i'm about to discuss it this is a very fluid thing and so this will 100 percent be changing like already it's changing essentially so nationality i'm sure we're all kind of familiar this is american this is australian wherever the case may be um that's the nationality ethnicity and race is where it gets a little bit trickier sometimes um to kind of differentiate so according to the like textbook webster definition the concept of ethnicity contrasts with that of race in that it is concerned with group cultural identity or expression whereas race focuses on physical and biogenetic traits unquote so if we're looking at someone from china china is the ethnicity asian is the race and in 2022 for the u.s census bureau um they actually only officially recognized five races indirectly six within other category but five races that they're officially recognizing that they have little boxes on government forms that you can check and that's it so we have white we have black or african-american american indian or alaska native asian and the fifth one is native hawaiian or other pacific islander the sixth category is that other Just like a check all box. But yeah, officially, the U.S. Census Bureau only officially recognizes five races, which I think is super interesting. But obviously, ethnicity, there's a whole lot more than five ethnicities. So that's where it dips into that kind of muddy water of cultural identity, social constructs and standings, languages, religions, things of that nature. And so... It's so crazy because, you guys remember, I started this podcast and I use this podcast just for me to be able to kind of talk my way through some of these ideas that I have. Um, It's really just an outlet for me, right? For some of these things that get buried in my little little chicken brain and then it just kind of gets stuck there. But with languages, and I know I kind of talked about it with one of my last episodes but this concept of ethnicity and languages it gets it's so interesting to me but it gets kind of crazy because I'm trying to learn Korean right now right and your girl is struggling first off with some of these like verb forms and things because I keep getting confused on he is japanese or he is korean or he is american versus he is from korea or he is from japan or he is from america so on and so forth and so it's so it's so crazy to me because like i'm working on this and then i lose my dang duolingo perfect 100 percent streak because i get the phrases wrong but i'm looking at that and i'm like dude this is like exactly what i'm talking about in my podcast this week you know like this this blur even just in the languages like the cultural ties and the, the identity and the meaning behind sentences and words like it just gets blurry for these things It's anyway sorry nerding out but yes I think it's super interesting and so yeah let's get into that muddy area so back in the day And this is also where it started off in my essay. I'm like, oh, this is too easy. Like racial segregation, like clear delineation between the races slash ethnicity slash nationality. Because it was all at that time, basically all three terms meant the same thing. You were from Africa. You were African. You were black. You were from you know, England, you were English, you were Caucasian, you were white. Like, that was just it. That was the only options I really had. There was no blending whatsoever. There were no, you know, people marrying interracially or any, none of that, obviously. And so, so yeah, back then, it was a lot simpler of a concept. But today, it's just not that simple. So, I like to think of a couple... um examples and kind of this is this is where I dipped into my rabbit hole right because I'm like well if we're going purely for race specifically if we're going purely off of uh what was this textbook definition the physical and biogenetic traits so let's get real superficial here black people have brown skin right darker skin than white people But what about the African-Americans who have the skin disorder vitiligo that results in them having little to no melanin in their skin? Where they have those, like, the patches of literal white or pink skin. You know what I mean? Like, are they just less black now because they don't have that melanin? They don't have that biogenetic trait? That's pretty silly, if you ask me. Like, they're not less black just because their skin is not completely brown. Are white people less white if they get really, really, really tan? No. And so, like, little scenarios like that, like, okay, um, we have Korean-Americans who were born, raised, very well may die in America without ever stepping foot on Korean soil. Does that somehow negate their Korean heritage and culture? Are they somehow less of a Korean ethnicity because they maybe don't speak the language? What if Mexican-Americans were never taught Spanish growing up? Are they somehow less authentically Hispanic because they're missing that component of their ethnicity, which according to the textbook definition requires, you know, language, um, cultural identities, religion, so on and so forth? Are they somehow less of that ethnicity because they don't have that one little component? So you see what I mean? Like, it gets very, very blurry because now as the world is you know relatively getting smaller with travel becoming more accessible race is becoming less and less credible as a clarifying component to human identity so you can't really use that like identifier as much anymore because it's just it's quickly disintegrating essentially so like me and daniel if we have kids they'll be half korean half white right easy math But then what about when they grow up and they have kids? What if they have kids with a Hispanic? Then those kids. What box do our grandkids check on their government forms? You know what I mean? Like, that's only two generations away. That could very likely happen in my lifetime. So, and then it's like when you have so many different ethnicities and cultural identities. Like, does one take precedence over the other? Like, what box do you check? I don't know. I don't know. What do you identify as? I don't know. You know, and so very soon, and this is where I was really deep in my rabbit hole with my essay, right? And then at this point, I'm kind of just like having a panic attack because I was like, God, what is reality? Like, what is the truth? Because very soon there won't be just six easy boxes to check on government forms that can just, you know, kind of like compartmentalize humans into a predetermined identity and racial group. And so, yeah, so my whole, my whole thesis just kind of, like, fell apart on itself there. Because then I was thinking more... Because I started and I was like, we shouldn't be compartmentalizing humans by race. Because it's divisive, it's dangerous to the emotional, the social, the mental health, the, everything of that. The ethnicities as well. But then, as I was arguing with myself in this essay, then I was like, damn, though, if we blur the lines one the lines are already blurred because by definition it's very easily swayed either way but then too the other thing with the the issue with this is when you blur those lines between ethnicities especially it just opens the door to cultural appropriation because plenty of people are obsessed with k-dramas and k-pop and they speak korean they you know they know the korean culture inside and out maybe they've lived in korea for however long who knows whatever the case may be right this is just an example but realistically, even with all of that cultural identity background, that knowledge, knowing the language and everything, they can't just claim that they're a Korean, right? But then like taking a, a step further, if what if a Caucasian born, raised, dies in Somalia? That's all they've ever known. They've never left Somalia. They practice Islam. They speak only Somali. They, the whole works, right? Every single aspect of Somali culture and identity and their ethnicity as a whole. 100% this Caucasian was just like embedded in that. That's the only thing they ever knew. Does that make them a Somalian? Like, cause we just said per that textbook dictionary definition that ethnicity is based on shared social experiences and languages, cultures and identities, et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't that by definition make this person Somalian and subsequently African? I don't know. I mean, it gets blurry. Technic like technically, semantically, yes, but in reality, no. But then again, what do we do when we have a mixture of these cultures? So, like Anzaldúa was saying in her book, she's like, "All right, what if you're American and you're Mexican and you've got Native American in you? Like, which box are you going to put yourself into now? Like, which cultural identity are you going to?" apply to your life that day basically like it's so fuzzy and it's really like i said the more that we're all evolving the more that racial tensions and segregations are finally being limited in our society the more races are intermingling the more race and ethnicity is kind of like disintegrating because like i said what about when we're all mixed then what realistically that's not that far away and hopefully and then this is the other thing and like i said this i think i did i was viewing it with the wrong mindset when i was writing the essay because like i said i was like "Shit, how do i solve this but then i was like damn is this even a problem because i had kind of seen it as like a a problem at first because i was like we don't want people to lose." Their cultural identity like i don't think that's the answer either having a melting pot A melting pot is not actually a good thing it just means that you're boiling everything down you're just combining everything and inherently losing all of that history and culture and you're just kind of making everyone exactly the same i don't know that's not really a good thing either but i dude i don't know that see i'm down my rabbit hole again um So, yeah, I don't, like, it's, in a way, it's a good thing. Like, hopefully, that'll keep us from racially profiling and segregating ourselves and the systemic racism that we're seeing. Like, hopefully, that goes away if we're all the same. But it's also kind of sad, too, because then, like, we're losing that bit of culture and that ethnicity's identity. So, I think that's kind of sad, too. So, I truly do not know. Clearly, I don't have the answer. Um, I don't know if anyone really has the answer, but I would, you know, I'd be very interested to hear y'all's perspective and your take on this. So as always, please feel free to reach out. Um, Join in on my conversation, you know, gotta love it, gotta love it. All right, y'all. That is it for this week. I'm going to go ahead and cut off my rant there. Um, Y'all already know the drill. Be a decent human being. Make good choices. And I will catch y'all next week. Okay, bye.